Thanks for tuning in to this podcast focused on information for our global MBA applicants. Important information will be discussed, including when best to apply, immigration to Canada, and overall considerations for your MBA in Canada. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast on international uh, applicants and, and putting forward your best application um, as you consider an IB MBA um, MBA program. So today I am joined by my colleague Lindsay Lippman and of course myself, Amy Froud from the MBA recruiting and admissions team. And today we're going to run through just the essential pieces that you need to know when putting together a strong application and um, and best and be best prepared for that. Absolutely. I think, you know, Amy, that this one we like really want to focus on international because there's some questions that we receive from our international candidates and their situation is a little bit different mm -hmm. than our domestic um, students as well as our PRs. So the, we do have an application advice podcast that, that still applies for everyone because it gives great advice on the essays and um, certainly putting forward an overall strong application. But this is a bit more around, as you mentioned, the application but admissions and from an international applicant perspective, some things to keep in mind. Mm -hmm. We're also going to try to squash some myths out there mm -hmm. um, around out that people think with immigration and otherwise. So hopefully you leave today's, after today's podcast with more information and feeling more confident mm -hmm. and having some of those questions answered. So we'll start off maybe around the timing of buying an MBA. So we do have deadlines on our website. We do recommend you check those out. Generally speaking, the application mm -hmm. will open in December for the fall, like the next March, not the March in three months, the March, you know, a year from then. Uh, so it'll open around the December timeframe and usually the first round is late January, early February. Mm -hmm. So this gives you time to, you know, certainly compare us to other programs as we know that's quite common. And, you know, part of it is understanding what's the international deadline date mm -hmm. for all the programs that you're considering. So with our program, typically any given year, the latest an international applicant can apply is in September. That's right. And we're also asked often, you know, what are the, I, I would say, the benefits to applying first round sure. versus last round. Absolutely. Um, and, and we do get that question quite a bit. I would say, you know, this is a personal decision for you. There are no benefits in terms of, um, and, and we often hear this, the early bird special. Right. Yes. And so with some schools, yes, they, they do promote applying earlier mm -hmm. because there are certain benefits, you know, to perhaps receiving more scholarship. Um, and I just want to squash that at, at this yeah. stage. We do not um, have an early bird, uh, you know, deadline or there are no benefits in terms of scholarship. If you are a qualified and, and strong candidate, there will always be a scholarship available to you. It's, you know, solely based on merit. Um, yeah. And we can't, you know, state that enough. It really comes down to that. Absolutely. Um, so, so I would say in terms of time-wise, it's always best to apply when you're ready. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that perhaps there are benefits to applying earlier on, yeah. just from a you know a timing standpoint. Uh, it allows you, you know, greater I guess flexibility in terms of you know thinking ahead. And, and so that could be you know you, you're you're working in a job right now in a role, and and it allows you a greater runway you know to you know make those changes also you know, connect and, um, you know, think about your transition here to Canada. And so I guess from that point of view, there can be, you know, some positives there. But for others, you know what, the final deadline works just as well. It, it's a matter of, you know, what suits you best um, in terms of 
also your your life, um, you know, where you are uh, from a planning perspective. For sure. Another time to keep into consideration is the immigration processing. Mm -hmm. So for those who are coming through, they'll be on a study visa. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, though Canada is great in many facets and Canada's immigration system is certainly better than some other countries, it's far from a perfect system, yeah. meaning that the processing times on the Canadian immigration website, we do recommend you you know, star that right. website and check back frequently, but it's not 100% accurate. I mean, they state this, it's to the mm -hmm. best of their abilities of known. Mm -hmm. Some countries take longer than other countries. So as part of your timing, you understand you have to apply to us by end of September, but also take into consideration that if you apply earlier, you can then apply for your visa earlier. Right. And too often times, you know, hearts are broken because they don't get their visas in time to join in March. And you do have to have your visa approved in time to start our program. Mm -hmm. Most of our students, international or Canadian, move to our city of London in the February timeframe, which then means you really want to have your visa in advance of February. So working backwards, looking at immigration processing times, considering international deadline dates across all programs, that's the best way to really line up your application. Again, as Amy mentioned, once you feel ready, mm -hmm. and ready means knowing the program, being prepared to finance the program, and then make a decision mm -hmm. um, on whether on which program you are looking to decide to choose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think you know moving forward through this, um, it, it's really important to talk about you know the preparation of the application and and knowing what is really expected um, you know as next steps, but also knowing you know firsthand advice from those that have lived it. And so often you know on our phone calls we're we're talking with our international uh, candidates and they always, you know, ask for advice. Like, how, how can I learn a little bit more about what to expect? Um, and I think, you know, we, we think culture and, um, you know, the community of Ivy is so important. And so we always advise, you know, connect with those who know. Uh, so connect with the alum, connect with those that have lived the experience. I think you're going to get really fantastic and, and valuable insight from those, um, you know, specifically from those, you know, in the region where you come from, because, you know, Ivy is very global in, in terms of its reach. And so really you can connect with anyone uh, through the Ivy network, through LinkedIn, um, that has attended IB and, and you can really get that firsthand uh, information. So, I, so we would definitely say do that uh, homework before you go ahead, um, just because it does add some great depth um, in terms of your application and, and what you add um, in terms of what's demonstrated through your understanding of what IB is all about. For sure. I mean, part of the MBA decision and buying the MBA is the fit factor. Mm -hmm. and. You know, our team can can tell you anecdotal stories. Mm -hmm. We can tell you everything about admissions and what we hear about the program and the success of it. But as Amy, Amy's right, I mean, connecting with the current student or alumni uh, to hear the day in the life, mm -hmm. to hear about the rigor of the program. It's a one year. You're learning through cases, especially if you're international adapting to London, where we have four seasons. There's <laughs> some cold winters and some hot summers. So wherever you're from in the world, that might be vastly different to what you're normally experiencing. Right. So it's great to connect with those to hear about the experience side of, of that. And mm -hmm. we do have some student profiles on our website, but that's also where our team can help with introductions to certain mm -hmm. students or alumni. But we do encourage you to also reach out organically through LinkedIn and, of course, a thoughtful manner. Mm -hmm. Now, a, a lot of you know um, our international candidates were educated or come from a, a career where they use English as a first language. And so oftentimes you get questions around, do I have to write the English test if, I've, if I can demonstrate this? And you don't have to. If you've been working or you're educated in a country, 
using English as a first language for at least two years. You can then wait for the English proficiency test. It's within the application. There's an open free form text box. You explain your background as to why you should be granted this exemption. Our admissions teams, they're quite well versed in all the different global institutions mm -hmm. understand and parts of the world where English is taught as a first language and also through certain careers. So they will validate that on their own, but absolutely you can request that waiver. If you have not demonstrated that ability for two years, then yes, you will have to write the English test. Now on our website we do, and within our application I should share, we do note all the tests that we accept as well as the, the minimum scores that we're seeking. But if you are thinking you want to remain in Canada for a series, you know, number of years, several years after your MBA, we do recommend you write the IELTS. Because if you are looking to get your permanent residency and have the next chapter of your life or however long that is in Canada, part of the Canadian immigration for the PR is an IELTS. Mm -hmm. Now you don't need to study the um, English test for your study visa application, but you will for the PR. So why not save yourself writing two tests, paying for two tests, and so if you do have to write it, we do recommend the IELTS. In that case, we do require at least a seven overall and at least a seven in all the individual categories. Yeah, and so when we talk about PR, and fantastic if you are a recipient of the yes. PR. I mean, we know we've heard uh, the, I guess, the advanced the, express the, entry. The, the, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's such an elation, you mm -hmm. know, for the, the candidates that receive that. Um, and, and obviously, this reflects in in a financial way. Sure. <laughs> so so just to put it quite bluntly, um, you know, when you do receive your PR, there is um, a, a change, a modification to your tuition from a, a international student fee to a domestic uh, student fee. And that can happen. It doesn't happen have to happen before the program begins. There's actually a little bit of a, a cushion. And so we allow about a three month grace period after the program starts. If you're admitted, you start the program, you have up until really the end of June to receive that PR uh, documentation. And so, yeah, it's, it's important to just mention that, that there is some, some wiggle room there. But you do have to apply to our program with your current immigration status. You do. Yeah. You, you do. And so whatever it is at the time, you just note that in your application. Mm -hmm. So if, if it is, you know, a, a study visa, you've been approved for that, but you have a PR application mm -hmm. in the works, that's fine. Mm -hmm. um, and if that comes through at some stage, yeah. we will accept that Absolutely. and we'll make the changes accordingly. And your scholarship in no way is impacted by that change either. Nope. So that's always good to know too, because that's often a worry. Absolutely. And so I think, you know, next is, uh, you know, just talking about leading up to the first day of of, of class and so really what's in store for you and, and what supports are in place for you because I think it's really important especially with our international cohort of students um, you know you are you know many miles away uh, mm -hmm. and so a little bit disengaged now we do try to we do our best in, in terms of including you in communications I would say that our team is very much um, engaged in that, you know, from the time that you are admitted right through until the first day of class. And so our role is to connect you with those that can help you make the transition uh, to London and, and to help you with your uh, visa application or, or, or PR application. And so we do have a designated uh, immigration consultant. He's wonderful. Uh, mm -hmm. He's been working with us for several years. And so He's uh, a plethora of, of knowledge and uh, a great source of support to, to help you put together a strong visa application and to advise. And so he's there for you uh, for that reason. Also, I would be remiss not to 
mention our City Match partners, and, and they play an extremely important and, and pivotal role in terms of the transition of our students uh, to London, but also families. And so we work with a lot of, uh, you know, family, well, students who have families. Um, so they're bringing spouses, they're bringing children, um, and they are fully equipped to deal and, and to advise on, you know, services available to our students um, who have those, you know, special needs. Um, and so they will work with you in terms of a needs assessment, um, you know, budget-wise, whatever it might be, where you do, where do you want to be placed? Um, you know, do you have a vehicle, not a vehicle? You want to be on the bus route, whatever it might be. Um, they're really there to be a partner with you to identify your needs and wants uh, through the process. Absolutely, it's it's nice to have that support. I mean, it's a really quite a big deal to mm -hmm. move countries, uh, yes. and especially if you're not coming. I think if you're bringing a family member members, maybe even pets. We've had some years oh, where yeah, a lot of pets have. came. Yeah. Uh, and that's great, but you know, it's hard to do that on your own. So our team, we do try to take away some of that stress and provide you these complimentary services um, to help support you to, to join our program. Now, most students do arrive by February, as I mentioned earlier. We do have those pre-IV courses that, that begin in the middle of February. Typically, those, those are virtual to allow you some flexibility with when you can arrive and move in. Sometimes students will do lease takeovers from previous students as well, and that's so that City Match team will assist if you are interested in doing that. It is nice to arrive in February to get, you know, adapt to the culture, adapt to the environment here. Sadly, February is one of our worst months for winter, <laughs> so apologies in advance that you may arrive and quickly need to purchase a winter coat and boots and hats and some mitts. But we will look after you, make sure that you are given the best advice on where to find these um, um, purchases, as well as the MBA program team. So our team, we you know we help with you to the, fir to the first day, really. We present you at ad admissions committee. We stay in touch with you throughout the first day. But the MBA program team will become your main point of contact um, when the program starts. They host an international orientation day that's also typically in the mid to late February. So it is really encouraged that you do arrive to our city by that time frame. So you get to understand some of the cultural differences here um, in, in our city, but also just generally in Canada. Mm -hmm. Now the program office will start to have preliminary conversations with the incoming class in the you know, October to December timeframe. They will host at least a webinar, give information mm -hmm. on key dates, what to expect in the coming months, uh, even a checklist, so to speak, of making yourself you're prepared in terms of the immigration documents that you need and just get yourself all set up for joining the program in March. Yeah, and so I think next would be, you know, talking about um, how to prepare uh, for for starting the program. We often have questions from our international students and, and all of our students, to be quite honest, about being prepared. What do I need to do? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be behind. You know, right. are there things I can take on, like reading? Should I be uh, working, doing an internship? Right. Um, recruiting, networking. Recruiting, like, yeah. should I be reaching out to people mm -hmm. and, and building my network? Um, and, and our answer is just a straight no, <laughs> to, to be qu quite honest. Uh, you don't have to do any of that. No. That is taken care of uh, through the program. Uh, you will have uh, tons of time to build your network, uh, to reach out, to have those one-on-ones. Uh, really what we would suggest doing and we highly recommend is just to really trust the process. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything. Um, we would recommend spending time with friends and family uh, mm -hmm. b before the program starts. It's uh, it's really in 
you're in really great hands, we, and we can't really stress that enough. You don't need to, again, be reaching out to uh, the, the networks out there or career management. They will reach out to you. Right. So wait for that. Um, they will make the first move. Yes. Uh, and so you don't need to be doing anything. It's, it's really a well-oiled machine. And uh, you're going to hear this a lot, but trust the process. Yes. It all works out for a reason. It's so okay. true. And, you know, it's a great point around the networking piece and reaching out, Amy, because, yeah, part of your tuition fees is the support you get from career management. Right. They're going to give you the guidance. They're going to sh share with you, how do I reach out to mm -hmm. an alumni? And so you don't want to make the wrong first impression. Mm -hmm. So hold off. I mean, enjoy the time before the first day of the program. Enjoy the times you can do a Netflix binge. You can spend time with your family <laughs> yes. and your friends. Because when the program starts, it is quite rigorous. It and is. Uh, you know, career management will actually start working with you as early as January mm -hmm. on getting your resume ready, your cover letter ready. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll start meeting with them the, the week you start classes. So yeah. once we get going, another common saying around here is you know, drinking from a fire hose. <laughs> so lead up to the first day, enjoy the time. Yeah, yeah that is all truth right there. Um, and I, I would say about that in, in, in terms of preparation, um, it comes down to integration. And so you know, everyone's got a different timeline for settling in and, and making the commute. And we understand everyone's got different priorities. Um, not everyone's able to leave, you know, at the start of February, they might have work commitments. But we do advise, if possible, you know, to come a few weeks earlier, mm -hmm. um, just to settle in. And Lindsay touched on this a little bit earlier, just about you know, settling in, getting to know the culture, integrating yourself into the community and into your cohort mm -hmm. because so many others are coming from across the, the world um, and they're all in the same position as right. you, you know. And so uh, everyone's kind of starting off on, on the same, um, you know, on the same footing. And so I would say if, if you can, you know, come earlier, maybe two weeks is, is usually the, the preference and, yeah. and you can start to network and, and build those relationships because sure. it's always so nice when you walk into class on that first day and you see a face that you know mm -hmm. and, and you've connected with. And so, and there are so many opportunities uh, to connect also socially yes, because sure. it becomes, uh, you know, there's real camaraderie that builds in those weeks mm -hmm. leading up to programs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we wrap this up, I think one area I know we're asked a lot of questions around and it's a myth out there, and mm -hmm. I, it's it's it, unfortunately it's not a clear-cut uh, response or you'll get from Canadian immigration, but it's the duration uh, of the permit that you get, um, you know, with our one-year program. Mm -hmm. And so this is also why we have in place our immigration consultant from Yahal Immigration, uh, where he will work with you one-on-one -on -one with your application to hopefully let you get um, the two-year permit uh, with with associated with the the study visa. And so how this works is because our, the volume of curriculum is actually two years. Mm -hmm. And so we actually have a letter that we have that we, we're happy to provide to our international applicants as part of your package of documents that we give you with your, your visa application to help increase the odds of you getting the longer um, duration. Now we've had students in the past who used the letter and didn't get it and didn't use the letter and got the extra time. So unfortunately, again, as I mentioned earlier, the system isn't perfect but um, this letter might help and we have seen both a one-year and two-year duration of that but the ultimate goal of our international applicants is to not rely on the postgraduate work permit but to get the permanent residency and so most our international students will tell you and that's why we encourage you connecting with alumni you've been through the process 
Once they land in Canada, they start the paperwork. Once they graduate, they get that letter, they begin that process. And usually within that year or several months, they have their PR approved. And that's really the goal. Mm -hmm. You know, the everything in between is, is just like a small bridge. If you are looking to remain in Canada for several years, that is the way that our international students go about it. And that's why when you look on their profiles on LinkedIn, they're still working and living in Canada. Mm -hmm. um, so proof is there on the success of our international students, students remaining in Canada and working in Canada afterwards. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that wraps everything up for today. And, and it was really a high level um, kind of dive into what the application process is all about for international students. I hope there are some great takeaways for you. Um, but we do urge you to reach out to us if you do have questions uh, moving forward. That's why we are here. Um, but we thank you for joining us today. And uh, hopefully you have uh, some great information uh, to take away with you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. We hope you found this podcast helpful with many of your questions addressed. If you haven't started an application yet, we recommend you do so at go.ivy.ca application.